Yeah. 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 Chrome hard set to Caesar's Palace. I was a sneaker savage, undefeated baggage. K-Bar, you can be established. A 230s, that's 69s. You can eat a salad while you feed a phallus. I speak in palace. And that can it's keep with Monday night, afternoon, Dallas, evening, depending on where you are. That means it's mano a mano time with my brother Kenny T. First of all, let me ding the bell for Kenny T. Ding in the bell for Kenny T. And yo, we got a lot to talk about, Kenny. So let's get right into it. It was a big weekend out here in New York City, as people here in the city know. Okay, I know Kenny knows about the big fight that took place at the Garden. I was there. All right, want to shout out everybody that was also there live with Maestro. Okay, I'm talking about my man Ike. He was in the building. All right, I want to talk about my man Hans. Hans was in the building. All right, a lot of people were in the building on Saturday night. I'm really looking forward to talking about it, okay, because uh, a lot of stuff happened there. And uh, let's get going, Kenny. First of all, why don't you talk about the experience of the card on television, Kenny? And then I'm going to get into the experience of it live at the Garden at the Hulu Theater, and we're going to we're gonna run it all down. I still have the flat jacket on, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Let me give people a preview of the Maestro flat jacket. Now, I had to wear the flat jacket because I had to protect myself from all of the bombs that were being dropped and, and, and firings that were happening there live at Madison Square Garden. Maestro had to have the flap jacket on. I had, to, I had to protect myself, Kenny, but you were there in the comfort of your home. Talk to me, KT. Let, let's talk about the last fights. Let's talk about Ramirez and Nova. And then, obviously, we got to talk about Arthur Better Bead, who took on Joe Smith Jr. And uh, let's get right into it. Kenny, floor is yours, baby. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it, man. Look, Provesi Ramirez looked fucking amazing. You know, uh, you always know that that in watching the fight card on TV, you're going to get a lot of nonsense that you're going to hear from the commentators, i.e., you know, those guys that we talk shit about. I'm not going to mention their names. They don't deserve to be mentioned because we know who they are, who the trash talkers are. But Provesi Ramirez looked fucking amazing out there versus Nova. His punches were precise. His punches were powerful. He was counter punching. Yes, he was a little, uh, a little more uh, tentative in, in, from the beginning up until he felt more comfortable and started catching Nova with everything that he was throwing. Nova looked good until he didn't look good. Nova didn't think he was going to get stopped. He was talking about, I'm the bigger guy. I'm the stronger guy. I got the better chin. I got this. I got that. And Nova ended up getting stopped by the smaller dude with the more power and the more aggression, the guy that believes himself. Ryan Garcia needs to take it after Robesi and start believing in his, his damn self. If he believes in himself, he'll change his whole damn projection of his career. And then we go to the man, the main man that everybody was talking shit about. The main man, the guy, the, the, the guy that me and Maestro been believing in forever. The guy that you guys were saying would be easy pickings for Canelo. The guy that you guys were saying would be easy pickings for Bibble. This man will destroy everybody. Everybody up to the cruiserweight. I know my ass don't want to see that, but I'm telling you, this man, Beterbi ever, better be, however you say his name, he will destroy everybody all the way up to the cruiserweight class. But don't believe me, I don't give a damn. He, he used to fight in the amateurs against heavyweights, and he damn near knocked out Alexander Usyk in the heavyweights as an amateur. So let's stop fucking playing. 
put some respect on the man's name. Let's go. Yeah, you definitely got to put some respect on his name. But before we get to the respect that needs to be put on Arthur Better Beeb's name, I got to put some respect on Ismail Salas's name because dude is one of the best trainers in the game. He's got Kazuto Ioka. He's got Jordanis Ugas. He's got huh, the juggernaut Joe Joyce. And Saturday night, he also had Robesis Ramirez. And look, I got to speak to the Don himself, the professor himself. We're going to go to that real quick, Kenny, because I want to let everybody know and hear what he had to say. Let's have a listen. Profesor Salas, que tremenda pelea. Hablame de, de, de la pelea, por favor, y del knockout. Prepararon para eso. So I asked him, did you guys prepare for that knockout? You, obviously, it was a tremendous fight. Did you prepare for that knockout? You guys remember he knocked him out in the corner with that left hand. Esto fue una pelea más it was a really tactical fight. Que, que otra cosa, no? More than anything. Because we had a fighter in front of us that was a lot bigger th th than Robesis. A solid fighter. Y un tipo que pega. And a guy that can hit hard. Everything we needed to do in that fight, we needed to do it with a lot of preparation. That was a tactic. That was a tactic. We were touching them below. We're touching them to the body. And then we hit them up top. And thanks to God, that's how it turned out. With the left hand. What plans do you have for Ramirez going forward? That's up to top rank to decide. He says that they're they're ready and that they're improving fight by fight. I asked him if he's ready for the champions. He said, absolutely. Ding the bell. Because he really prepared Robasis for that fight. Look, going into this fight, Robasis wasn't even really known for being a power puncher like that. But I spoke to Steve Kim after the fight. Salute to Steve Kim. He was there live. A salute to him, Mario Lopez, with the Triller show that they got. And he was saying that, look, under Salas, Salas has developed it more into a hard-hitting, aggressive power puncher. And I definitely agree with that, Kenny. Uh, we've seen a lot of improvement uh, since that first loss that Robesis had. And he's turning out to be a top dog in terms of a contender in the 126-pound division. Salute to Nando. He's not only a subscriber. Nando also happens to be a member, ladies and gentlemen. So... You don't all have to be members. I'd appreciate it if you did become members. But what I will ask everybody to do, everyone here live, everybody watching on demand later on, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, select all on that notification bell. Anything else on Robasius or Salas, Kenny, before I get to talking about Better Be? Oh, man, super impressed by Robasi. Uh I think that like I mentioned when I was running through it earlier, I think Ryan Garcia could really take a page off of Robesi's book. Robesi is a dude that he got all the experience under the sun, Olympics twice, uh, lost his first fight, and could have gone downhill uh, after losing that first fight. But no, he stayed focused. He stayed steady. He stayed with his coach. He stayed with his team. He stayed, continued to grow. And look at him. He's at the top of his game right now. 
so damn confident in his power, the power that people didn't believe he had, so damn confident in his counterpunching, his boxing ability. Hrovesi makes me believe in everything that he's bringing to the table. I'm all behind that man and everything that he's doing. Ryan Garcia needs to pay attention to that and start believing in himself. And I think Ryan Garcia turned out to be a better fighter. Hrovesi is going all the way up. 100%. Now, look, let's get in the better B. Let's okay, go. let's get in the better B. Because going into this fight, there were people that thought that Joe Smith was going to win this fight. I wasn't one of those. Get to the uh, super chat super real chat. quick. Get to the super chat. Thank you. It's Nando. All right, I did say he's not just a sub. He's a member. He says, hey, yo, saludos from El Gimnasio. Nando always gets his workouts in there on the West Coast around this time. So salute to Nando for taking care of that. Because, you know, working out, staying healthy, you know, healthy mind, healthy body. Everybody needs to focus on that. So salute to Nando for that one. Now, I didn't, I'm not going to say that I had better be knocking out Joe Smith in two rounds. I, I I don't know anybody that said that. I definitely didn't say that. KT didn't say it. I thought he was going to win, but I honestly thought that Joe Smith was going to be more durable than that. This is a guy that had never been knocked down, let alone knocked out. Uh, one thing that Tim Bradley said that resonated with me when I watched the, the telecast later on is he said, well, or was it Andre Ward? It was one of them. They said, you know, he's never been down as an amateur or a pro. Well, he's never faced an Arthur better be. You know, it, his amateur background, I'm not knocking it, but it was on a domestic level. Better be, on the other hand, was an international amateur fighter. Two-time European champion. World championship gold medalist. World championship silver medalist. And going into this fight, he was a two-time unified light heavyweight champion of the world okay so better Beeb was on a different level going into this fight better Beeb showed that he's on a different level during and after the fight no he didn't just go out there and blast dude out just swinging haymakers and throwing bombs first round he was actually boxing beautifully technically he was on his toes he was circling all right, he was retreating. He was taking half-step backs. He was moving to the left, moving to the right, constantly having Joe Smith having to reset and then overextend himself and then walk him into a shot, which is exactly what he did, tagging him with that, that right hand that put him down. Second round, then he started to walk Joe Smith down, and it was just a one-sided beating, Kenny. Uh, people that want to knock his not boxing ability, I don't get it. Technical boxing, next level. Next level, all right? Uh, tactically, next level, all right? His ability to manage distance, next level. His ability to make small but yet super important foot movements. Nothing overstated, everything understated, everything getting the job done. He did that. Managing distance, footwork, he did that. Changing levels, he did that. Hitting him on both sides of the head and on the body, he did that. He did everything he wanted to do against them. And look, if you remember, my, my interviews are up there live on, on, the, uh, on, um, on, on the channel. Uh, you can also catch uh, snippets of the interviews on the boxing voice because I shared my stuff with them too. After the fight, okay, Iceman John Scully, he confirmed that they did everything that they planned to do. Uh, by the way, when you got Iceman John Scully as your assistant trainer, your team is a great team. Russ Amber, another assistant trainer, he actually thought that Joe Smith was going to be more durable and last a little bit longer, but he confirmed that, yes, you know, they, they had prepared to essentially do what they did. And obviously, 
the head of the team, a guy who's trained multiple world champions in the light heavyweight division. I'm talking about Adrian Diaconu. I'm talking about uh, Jean Pascal. I'm talking about Alvarez. And now I'm talking about the current unified WBO, IBF, WBC, light heavyweight champion in Arthur Baturiev. I'm talking about Mark Ramsey. Ding the bell for Mark Ramsey, Kenny, because he's one of the most underrated trainers in the sport i think he's one of the best trainers in the sport they game plan this they train him super well and i gotta give another shout out to the strength and conditioning coach we talked about it last time we spoke uh on the on the channel kenny um can't remember his name off the top of my head i'll, I'll, I'll run it back later and, and bring him up but the, the the workouts he had arthur doing preparing for this you could just tell everything was functional everything was purposeful everything was designed to attain what they ended up doing on Saturday, and that was getting the getting the KO, Kenny. I'm 100% on board in the same page with you. I think, uh, uh, as we said, people need to put some respect, respect on Baturbiev's name, or better be name. The guy doesn't only throw the power punches, that you, the blind, uh, random power punches that you guys be talking about. The guy is skilled. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but... He was throwing his hook from different angles and landing it in different ways and going around the guard without really making it all super wide and stuff. The way Joe Smith's punches were, his hooks were super wide. Uh, is what I was telling you guys before the fight. Better Beef has these very clean, powerful, compact punches. He wasn't doing all this stuff. He was going right inside, literally right, right inside the, the uh, uh, Joe Smith's punches and landing the more powerful, impactful punches. Not only that. He wasn't even fully hooking at some places. Those clubbing shots, that, bro, those were doing damage. Those are the ones that took Joe Smith Jr. down. I need everybody. I need all the better BF haters. Every single person that discredits this man's skill, his knowledge, his mindset, his ability, his poise in the ring. I need everybody. I need everybody to give this man some respect. Everybody. I don't want to hear no hate. I don't want to hear shit negative about better because he is that guy he is that guy and one more thing russian fighters are really starting to impress me bro russian fighter i got three russian fighters off the top of my head that are three animal beast savages that have this insane mentality when they hop in the ring and are able to keep that mentality and that poise and stick to the game plan and they seem like they are never afraid those three fighters being better beef uh uh bevo and the other one is from mma Khabib Nor uh 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three savage animals. That's that's why you hear me always joking about the they be wrestling bears and shit because these guys don't fucking play. You gotta respect them. You gotta respect what they're doing. You're right. And I put together a little co uh, compilation video that I dropped before the show. I'm gonna put up a little bit of it just to kind of overview some of the things that uh, uh, Baturviev was doing, or better Beeb, sorry. I mean, that was the first knockdown there, but everything's tight. Everything's compact. And look at the defensive readiness there after he's thrown that shot. His hands are in place to defend himself. Always. Right? His, he's getting out of range. Look look at this here. Hands up. Ready to defend himself in transition. I'll put a little bit of sound on here. Unbelievable skills. Unbelievable. Ooh, Tony is coming with the big boy super chat today. 
Props to you for great coverage from behind the scenes this week and some superb interviews with the real heroes of boxing. Appreciate that, Tony. One love, bless up. I definitely appreciate that. And I'm going to ask Tony to come on later because we got to discuss the big news. We're going to get to that later. Well, there's two bits of big news for UK and world boxing fans. One, Tyson Fury apparently has been denied entry to the UK. And two, AJ signed that big come up deal uh, with the zone. He's moving over from Sky Sports to the zone. So I definitely want to get some UK input on those. And I reached out to Tony Pugilist for that. So appreciate you, Tony, uh, for that one. And uh, look, <laughs> what can I say? Arthur better be, Kenny. He's the man. And uh, Anthony Yard was in attendance. Uh, I interviewed Anthony Yard. Um, a bunch of other people did as well. Tunde, uh, Stamina for Sale, his trainer was there. <laughs> they, they they want the fight. They want the fight. But, you know, and I was excited to see them. You know, you don't oftentimes see guys coming out over here from the UK calling out fighters, watching fighters, let alone a guy like Better B. They want the fight. But, you know, I got I got to get serious here, Kenny. I got to take the, the glasses off real quick. You know, we got... We got to zoom in for this because I got some messages for people out there in the UK. <laughs> Stay away from Arthur Better Be. Stay away. I'm warning you guys. I'm warning you guys. Please stay away. Stay away. Don't, don't call this man out. Don't get into a fight with him. You know, leave that to Bivol. Let's see how the chips fall with, a, with an undisputed unification fight. You don't need the problems that this guy brings to your life. Trust me. Because what I saw and heard Saturday, that's not something that you want to be getting involved with. Anybody wants to be getting involved with, uh, unless literally they're Dimitri Bavol, who's a very high-level technician, a practicer to sweet science, and is going to be able to, you know, use his experience and his skills to make it a more competitive fight. I like Anthony Yard a lot. But there is a huge jump in gap from the Lyndon Arthur rematch of a Lyndon Arthur first fight that was actually very competitive uh, to a long layoff in the sport to taking on this monster that we just saw on Saturday in Better Be. At a minimum, this is my ethno management talking right now. I don't know how serious you, you guys are taking this. So let me just zoom in a little bit more. I'm going to zoom in all the way here. Take a tune-up fight. Seek out another opponent. You do not want this man right now. I'm telling you that. I'm telling you, Kenny, the body shots, the head shots that I was hearing, even the ones that didn't knock down uh, Joe Smith Jr. were very, very hurtful, very, very heavy, very, very lethal shots. Man, man. Look, the even Beevil doesn't want the smoke with Better Beef. Even Beevil don't want it. He has an interview. He him he himself saying, "Nah, anybody who gets in the ring with Arthur Better Beef is going down. He destroys everybody." Even Beevil don't want that. Although Beevil will take the smoke, even Beevil don't want that smoke. And please, please, I saw this in the chat, so you know I'm gonna bring it up. And I also heard a couple people talking about it. You guys are fucking clowns and fools if you think that fucking uh, 
your boy Zuldo got any fucking thing Ooh, that better be. That's a Stop good playing. Point. You know that's, it's not. That, Zuldo gets knocked out way earlier, way earlier than Joe Smith Jr. Matter, matter, matter of fact, matter of fact, I'd like to see Joe Smith Jr. knock the fucking teeth out of Zuldo. Stop playing. Zuldo can't handle Joe Smith Jr. No, that's too much. That Kenny, that, that you went too far, Kenny. You went too. I'm far. only speaking the facts. You went too far, Kenny. No, Zuldo is going more than two rounds. With better beef, I like Zuldo getting knocked out in the first. He ain't making it past the first. I'm high on better beef, but put yeah. some respect. Put some respect on Zordo's name. He needs to do some something respect. other than fight some truck drivers, man. Put some respect on Zordo's name. At the end, he put some respect on his name. Come on, Kenny. He's going at least two rounds with better beef, and he prob. And, and by the way, he probably he he not probably he he beats Joe Smith. Let's keep it real. I don't know about that. Real. I don't know about that. I actually would put he beats money. Joe Smith. I actually would put money down that Joe Smith beats uh, Zordo, and that's wow. not that's like not joking. That's like dead serious. Wow, Kenny's not even capping right now, even though he's wearing the cap. Turn backwards. He's not capping. <laughs> he's not capping. Not All right. right. So let's get into it because I want to I want to talk about these stories real quick, and we'll get back to everything else. So I want to invite on. Uh, I'm going to shoot the link to my man Tony pugilist boy because i want the scoop from the uk in terms of what's going on with aj with leaving sky how that changes the landscape over there i'm hoping that tony's available also reached out to our mutual brother otc off the canvas but i know it's laid out there but if uh you know i I can't think of two better guys probably based the kid as well to talk about the shifting dynamics of what's going on in the business of boxing um and here we go we're joined by the one and only i don't i don't have the i don't have the the the, the applause but i do got this undisputed heavyweight champion world. who next well who next is tony aka mutualist <laughs> boy there we go Flex <laughs> tony why don't you get for, before we get into the aj news tony enlighten us Cause you know you're the breakdown specialist, right? You got a PhD in breaking it down, right? Mm. Break down what you saw on Saturday night, because uh, obviously we're very excited. But but I want to hear from from somebody who's maybe a little bit, you know, a, a few a few uh, not not feet, but uh, you know, getting a different view of it, being across the world, you know, different time of day, maybe not as gassed up as I was being there live, so. Let's hear it, Tony. What What are your thoughts on what we saw this past weekend? Well, as you know, I'm going to be breaking it down tomorrow on my own show, The Breakdown, on the Undefeated Podcast channel. But quite simply, um, a beautiful display of inside punching. I, um, two rounds of great action where we saw utter display movement balance timing power you know what more could you want i mean you know joe smith came out with a game plan and he kind of i think he he kind of shook utter for you know half a round because arthur was on the back foot and he had to think you know whoa this the, is the, the, j- the jab that he was throwing, right, Tony? Yeah, 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 yeah. you know. But 
Arthur is Arthur, man. You know, um, he's a consummate professional. I was very impressed. Um, I mentioned it on my own show <clears throat> that, uh, you know, I watched Blood, Sweat and Tears, the, the prelim shows. That was great. I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that because getting to see some of the footage, some of the training that he does, you know, you look at some of the things he does and nobody else is doing that. And that's why I had to give you props, Maestro, because you spoke to the training team at depth and it allowed us to get an angle that we don't often get. What was interesting to me, I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't make this point earlier before you came on. Mark Ramsey, who I spoke to after the fight, great trainer. You know, if there is a light heavyweight specialist out there, it's him. He's trained multiple light heavyweight world champions. And then his assistant trainer is a guy who's trained a light heavyweight champion with a light heavyweight himself, Iceman John Scully. Uh, They pretty much said that the past few fights were a little bit more difficult for them because they couldn't bring in sparring, right? Uh, Because of the pandemic, because of restrictions on migration into Canada. And as it is, even with the high-level guys, I I did a video, I put it up, interview with with, uh, uh, Mickey Bay, shout out to Hans, on his channel. A link is in the description box on that one. He said the stories of Baturbiev and sparring better be, ain't nobody making, uh, you know, making waves like this since a prime Mike Tyson. He's sending dudes home with the oversized gloves. He's offering extra cash payments that people don't want to turn up to spar, right? And they had two camps back-to-back where they couldn't even get in those guys because they had to rely on local guys in Montreal to train. This past win was the product of having it all come together. Health, injury-free, access to great sparring, freedom of movement around because we don't have the restrictions of the pandemic. It all came together, Tony. Floor is yours. Sorry, I I, I burst in on that one, but you got... No, no, that had excited. to be said. You know, it's great intel, you know, for boxing um, aficionados like ourselves. You know, we like to hear all these types of bits of information because it, it paints the picture of how you craft a guy like Arthur Baturbiev. You know, it's not just go in the gym, workout, hit bag, spa. It's not about that. There's lots of things involved. Um, and if you listen to my show tomorrow, you'll hear us breaking down a lot about how uh, Anthony Joshua has to prepare for his rematch with Usyk. So, you know, once again, salute to you for the inside word with the guys who make Arta Baturbiev. Um, and yeah, you know, great performance, really impressive. We're going to get to Joshua in a second. I want to go to you, OCT, for your thoughts on Better Be this past weekend. But you see that... Big tra- up, big up, big up. Big up, fam. You see that training team that they have for Better Be? That's the training team I was calling for, for your boy AJ. That's the team. I called it months ago. You remember I was on... I was on... Uh-huh. The team and I said, that's the team. Isolate them. Get him out of the UK and US media market. Put him someplace else. Give him an expert team focused just on him. I mean, the, the guy I saw from the strength and conditioning standpoint that works with Baturbiev, I've been watching mm. him for a while. I'm telling you, as a master phys ed teacher with two master's degrees, that is the best strength and conditioning I have seen in these documentary, like a pre fight things 
period, that I've ever seen anybody do. Everything mm. was functional. Everything was purposeful. The use mm. of the hand weights, the use of the kettlebells, uh, even even the, the way they had him benching properly, it was all designed for, for, for maximum output and achievement in the boxing ring. Uh, and you don't always see that, but OTC, the floor is yours, fam. Go for it. Sorry, sorry. Can I just jump in? Bless up to you, OTC. Um, but just on that that single point that you just made, I have to say, I believe that certain people on this earth are natural KO artists. Mm, yeah? I agree. There I agree. are some people who just have a natural chemistry in their balanced body that allows them to deliver KO power with minimum effort. And it's clear to me, Arthur Paterbia is one such person. The floor is yours, my brother. Absolutely. I completely agree. I think that if you get a bunch of, I don't know, untrained boxing children, let's just say they're 10 years old, I guarantee you're going to find some that are stronger naturally than others. And Baturbiev is one of those individuals. He carries power on both hands. I guarantee you, if, you, if most people feel a jab from Arthur Baturbiev, it'll feel like they've been shocked with the world. So for me, Yard's got his work cut out uh, you know, for him. But Baturbiev himself, this individual... 37 years old as well. And you know what's crazy? He doesn't need speed and accuracy, all of those things to sustain that top level. That power, like, uh, for me, I think the person that could beat Viterbiev, and I know this might sound so simple, but it's probably extremely true, is somebody who could take his punch. It's somebody like you remember that guy was Joe Smith though. Who, who's going to be able to take his punch? Uh, it, it, like it, it's a difficult one. Like the guy in the amateurs, damn near knocked out Usyk at heavyweight. You know what I'm saying? If, if the fight would have been one or two more rounds, I guarantee you he would have knocked out Usyk in the amateurs. So, yo, Usyk is a heavyweight now. You know what I'm saying? Like who who's going to take that man's power? Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it's Anthony Yard. My fingers, of course, it's Anthony Yard. You saw it against Bim. Look, I know you lot are shaking your head. I, I'm just living in hope and prayer at this point. But this is sport. This is boxing. This is a one-off contest with two men in the ring. One of extreme, well, both men with a lot of power. And at the flick of a coin, you've seen upsets happen in the past before in boxing. It's not an abnormal well, well, in this circumstance, it probably is because I don't think there's much people really balls on the line saying I'm really going for um for a to win. So quick sec, and then right back to you, OTC. I had to put some respect on this man's name, Andre Kuleska. I believe that's a Polish name. This, I'm telling you, this was the best strength and conditioning so coach I've seen. At least by watching these documentaries. I, the dude is incredible. He's absolutely incredible. Go back to you, OCT, while I play some of this man's handiwork in the background. I mean, the stuff he had Baturbiev doing for this fight. And you could just see how serious the man is wow. watching him do his thing. Training everything here is functional. Everything here 
is designed to see maximum output in the gym. He's combining strength training with cardio work. He's working quick twitch muscles. I mean, you, you see him working the core here, working the, 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 the core strength there. Unbelievable work that I saw the guy doing. But right back to you, OTC. Wow. Like, as you can see here, like this guy is an absolute animal. This guy's the absolute monster. But we saw it against, well, between Canelo and Bivol. Bivol was able to take the punches of Canelo Alvarez and effectively nullified that big threat. Can Anthony Yard take that those punches? He's very well, he is from the outside looking in, very well conditioned. That perturbia of punches, it, it's like that's a that's like there's punch power and then there's perturbia punch. If you can take a perturbia punch, like you could, like if a car hits you, I, I'm confident that the car will be broken and you will still remain with your senses intact. Like yeah. if you can take a perturbia punch because perturbia, like it's going to be a tough, it's going to be a tough test, but this is. This is the stuff of dreams. You've got to flick the coin. You've got to go in the ring. And on the night, you never know. Viterbiev could have a long night. He may not sleep that night. He may have an upset stomach. He may go into the ring and see flashing lights and start like freezing. You never know. Crazier things have happened in boxing. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I do want to say something, though. Uh, you know, after Bivo beat Canelo... Uh, I was saying that we have to see that rematch, that we have to see that rematch. I'm going to go back on my word now, and I'm going to say I never want to see Canelo at 175 again because Better Beef mm -hmm. is the next step in that, and Better Beef is a career ender. Better Beef is a game changer. <laughs> Canelo may never fight again if he gets hit with some punches like that from Better Beef. I, I know Ken, no, I know Ken, no joke. I know Kenny likes what's on the screen right now. I know Kenny likes that, that bench press work over there. You know, pop up form over there. You see him using the yoga block over there. Look at that kettlebell work, Kenny. Look at that kettlebell. Look at that wrist strength. Look at the focus of better beep. Look at it. Look at him training the core right there, yo. Getting me ready to go to gym right after this. My goodness. My goodness. But look, we gotta we gotta move on just a little bit, gentlemen. Cause I want the UK. Or maybe I don't know if you guys are monarchists. Let me say GB. Let me go with Great Britain, not the kingdom. I don't, Tony doesn't strike me as a monarchist. So let me go Team GB style, right? I want the GB. I want the London perspective of this move by Anthony Joshua over to the zone. That was big news out of the UK, gentlemen. Let's go. Let's start off with you, Tony. What does that mean? Major Mullah. Major, major Mullah. Big dollar signs. Yeah, um, you know, look, this is an unprecedented deal. You know, we, mm -hmm. we have not seen anyone strike a deal like this in the history of boxing. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm lost for words because it just baffles me completely. How do you sign a deal like this when your livelihood could be over like this <laughs> i mean literally you sit can knock this guy out and you have to question what's all that money for <laughs> i mean it just makes no sense so 
you know, me and my boys were chopping it up at the weekend and we was like, well, there's got to be some kind of go fallback where, you know, look, if you lose to Usyk, you only get 50% of the money. And if you lose again after that, you only get 25% of the money. Because I can't see how you put all your eggs in one basket. I know he's the cash cow, but nobody wants to see him again if he loses two more fights. I mean, barely they want to see him again if he, if he loses this one. But Tony, but imagine if he ask, loses this one and one more. Just it to ask, over. but just to ask you this, right? Because they recycled Audley Harrison like over and over and over again after he lost, and like he, yeah, but he, he was filling out, he was filling out arenas, and he, he, I mean, he he had, uh, go ahead, feeling nothing, Bro, brother. All they had, <laughs> hold up, hold up. Hold I was up. there. I he won fought. a major muller on Audley Harrison winning what was then called Prize Fighter. Right, right. Okay, yeah. that's way later. I'm talking about for like the David Hay fight. That was a hey, sellout listen, fight. That was listen, a sellout fight. Audley Harrison done yeah. what no other boxer was capable of doing when he won the Olympic gold medal. He came back to the UK. He struck an amazing deal with ITV. Ten fight deal. I, I can't even remember how much it was for. I think it was the BBC. Was it, was it the BBC? Yeah. yeah. And you gotta you gotta fulfill your deal. You're part of the deal. He mm. was paid. So okay, well, okay, it maybe, didn't maybe, maybe who okay. he was fighting, he was getting paid. Okay, so Exxon, you got me on on you got me on 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 uh Audley, okay, the last Olympic heavyweight gold medal super heavyweight gold medalist. What about your boy Frank Bruno? He he took a lot of losses, he kept coming back. He kept selling out shows. What about Bruno? Bruno? Was the people's champion, bro. Yeah, yeah. Bruno yes. was the people's champion. Do you know what? We have never had a, a fighter in Britain since Bruno who has been the people's champion. You got to understand, my brother. You know how you do that voice sometimes, yeah? Yeah. You got to put some respect on his name. <laughs> yeah? Because yeah? Bruno in the United Kingdom People in America, you might not realize this. He was the people's champion. So AJ's not the people's champion like Frank Bruno. Not like Frank Bruno, man. All right. It's, so it's hard to believe because the money might say he's bigger than Bruno. Yeah. Trust me. Bruno had the grannies. All he right. Was on, he was on mainstream TV. Yeah. He didn't fight on pay-per-view. Mm. Yeah. Bruno had the grannies. The uncles, the aunties, the cousins, all sitting around the TV. No pay-per-view. Free to view. So, so it was the EastEnders and then it was Frank Bruno. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you best believe that. All right. So let me ask you this, OTC. Because I've been saying for a while that, like, Ben Shalom and Sky Sports have been doing a pretty good job in terms of coming back and making Sky relevant. Does yeah. This, does this put maybe at least one nail in the coffin of Sky? Because... They seem like they were pretty confident in terms of bringing back Anthony Joshua. In terms of, okay, in terms of the Sky Sport, from their perspective, they are, I think they're going to make a comeback. But at the same time is when that's going to be. When is that going to be? Because right now, they've got a few decent fighters, a few decent fighters, and a lot of them are really like i don't know 10 15 fights in for the majority of them maybe even some you know at the very junior stage or infancy stages of their pro career 
I think in the next maybe two, three, four years, that's when they'll really be at a mark that okay, we're getting some headway, we're getting some, we're getting some legroom here. But until then, I, I don't know what they're going to do. And I made, I made a joke saying that, and, and to be fair, it is. I, I don't think they got much, like see me. I'm coming up with this option, but to be fair, I don't know what else they're going to do. I've suggested for the next maybe two or three years, go with YouTube Boxing as your pay-per-view model, stack him up until you can get a build up the profile of your Olympians or build up the profile of some of the fighters that are on the come up. Because without AJ, and this is the thing is, is the zone deal good for the or with AJ good for the zone? For me, I think it is. And the reason why I say it is, other than Anthony Joshua, I will Tyson Fury is, is quote unquote retired. Other than Anthony Joshua, as it stands right now, there is no other real pay per view fighter in the UK. Daniel Dynamite Dubois. Yeah, I, fucking <laughs> right. Daniel Dynamite. <laughs> he, he just fought Trevor Bryan. Stop playing, man. Get out of here. Anthony <laughs> Joshua, that fight will be good for the Zone. Danny, put some respect on his name. They they <laughs> it on pay per view here in the United States. Who, yeah, right. Uh, Do I need to start calling him dubious again? <laughs> Come on, man. Stop playing. What, what was that for? That, that was for the Martin Luther King belt. What was it? What was it for the freedom of peace belt? <laughs> 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 Let me go to the super chat real quick. We got Big Papa Pump, aka Slide Tendencies. He's not just a subscriber. He's a member, ladies and gentlemen. Hit that like button, subscribe button, hit that notification bell. Please, and also share if you can. And if you do want to feel so inclined, do what Sly did and hit that join button. So he says, everyone loved Frank Bruno. The man can get a standing ovation anywhere. anywhere. What's up, OTC, Tony, Kenny, and my dude, Maestro. Yes, big up to you, Sly Tendencies. I appreciate it. All right, you're right. I mean, look, to me, it looks like the heavyweight chips, for the most part, are lined up uh, with the zone uh, because you've got... Usyk and Joshua committed to fighting over there. All right, at least at the top level, you got Fury, but he says he's retiring. So I don't really know what that that necessarily means. And then uh, at Sky, I guess what you got Joseph Parker there right now and Huey Fury. I mean, it definitely looks like the zone number one, ESPN top rank number two. And then I don't even know what Sky's doing right now with with, with the heavyweights. I, I don't even understand why Joe Parker decided <laughs> to to sign with them. Uh, but let's not forget you uh we have a resurgent PBC because they actually have started to make some matches. There you they go. Some, they have started to activate themselves uh in a in a manner befitting uh a platform which has as many boxes as it does. Mm. Um so you're excited you know, about that. You're excited about Andy Ruiz Jr. and Luis Ortiz. You know what? I am actually. Hold up, I'm sensing some brethren Caribbean bias right now. You you supporting your Caribbean brethren? You support you supporting Luis Ortiz? I love Luis Ortiz. You're excited Ortiz. about He's this? Guaranteed entertainment. No, you ding, know, no matter the ding, fact that ding he's the five years old. Ding the bell for the Caribbeans. Ding the bell for the forty. Bro, bro, if both if both Luis Ortiz and Andy Ruiz 
retired right now, nobody would give a fuck. Nobody who miss him, nobody would care. They're like they could both moonwalk the hell out of boxing. Bro, nobody bro, would care. Bro, bro, Andy, Andy, Andy Ruiz, Andy Ruiz is the biggest disappointment that there is in boxing. Bro, go eat some bro. Snickers and go sit somewhere, fat boy. Okay, Stop playing. You, you're not, you're not a boxer. You don't want to yeah. box. But you might say that. Tell him, Ken. Your boy Andy Ruiz was a former unified heavyweight champion. And, 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 and then, then he got some money, and then what happened? He knocked out AJ. He knocked out AJ. That's when he became unified. After that, what happened? Andy Ruiz. After that, he was wearing the international Snickers belt. Hang on. So, wait, who are you going to pick out, Andy Ruiz? Andy Ruiz is winning Dubious that fight. Dynamite. Oh, Dubious is winning. Du Dubious is knocking the fuck out of Ruiz. Yeah. You're picking Dubious? Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. That Hell yeah. That jab in that right That's hand. That's what I'm talking he about. Got, he, got, he got unlucky with the with the orbital bone. He, he, he bent the knee. He bent the knee like in Game of Thrones, but he had to. He had to because he had to preserve his career. All so. Right. So let, let me look the other big news out of the heavyweight division. And I don't know what the, you guys let me know what people are saying about this over there on, on Team GB. Right. Mm. Apparently. Tyson Fury, the Gypsy King's not going to be allowed back over here anytime. Soon. He was denied entry into the U.S. Apparently it's, apparent. it's fact. OK, fact. Real a bit due to the Kinahan situation with MTK. Right. Personally, personally, Tony, you may disagree with me, but I think that this is very unfair against the Gypsy King. I think this is very unfair. I think it's guilty by association. You know, are they? What are they saying that he was involved in criminal activity? Listen, is that even legal? Everybody, heavyweight champion of the world with Kinahan is banned. Everybody, you know, Mac Macklin, you name it, everybody is banned. But the problem is. The U.S. are have shot themselves in the foot because the man doesn't need to go to the U U.S. to do his business. No, he doesn't. And he's free to travel the rest of the world. And believe it or not, boxing doesn't emanate and finish start in U.S. There's plenty of places where business in the boxing game can happen and he can happily work his business as much as he likes. They haven't got nothing. Because if they had some, he'd be extradited. Quick timeout. I need Kenny to answer this question on the screen. Kenny, please take that one. <laughs> Bro, you kidding me? If you're from New York, you know for a fact that Yankees are a racist-ass team. You know every, you know the ins and outs, and we're minorities. We don't fuck with racist motherfuckers. That's why you're wearing a mess hat. Bang, bang. There you go. You, you, know, go. you, know, you know Yankees still can't have beards. Yankees, they can't have braids. They can't have long hair. You you got to get like special waivers just to wear a chain if you're a Yankees. Damn. They, they still on that on that stuff. This is the city's team. That's the state's team. But we're going to move back to OCT, uh, OCB, sorry. Um, off the canvas. Do you think that this whole thing with Fury not coming to the U.S. is going to affect anything in terms of big fights? Or, or, does it, or is this good news in the U.K.? Does it mean that you you guys are going to get to see him again, maybe? I mean, even if he was allowed in the US, even if he was, if he's coming out of retirement, more than likely it's going to be for an undisputed bout. Anywhere, like, if you had to put all of the territory from the US to the UK to the Middle East, I think the US would probably be 
last on that list in terms of generated money, even if it was for you know Usyk and Fury. It will be number one will be the Middle East because mm. they probably put in the most money, and number two, if they don't go to Middle East and they and they want to fight in a home crowd and have the home advantage, it will be in the in the UK. I think US won't even have a look in, and uh, you know the only reason what well, he's really fought Deontay Wilder. So other than that, there's no real reason for him to go to the US and box on a pay per view show in the US, especially if he's coming out of retirement. Unless he wants to continue for the next five six years or so. All right, cool, I get it. Um, and I don't know whether his ESPN deal is completely finished as well. That remains to be seen. They want, so. they want Julian Assange in the United States, but they don't want Tyson Fury. Yeah. I, Go I also, let me add a little to that, too. I feel I feel like uh, uh, Tyson Fury doesn't need to come to the U.S. All the great heavyweights are not from the U.S. There's only Deontay Wilder in the U.S. And he, is he even boxing right now? He's, you he's, forgot, you he's, forgot he's, it. He's chilling. You forgot a couple names, Kenny. Louis Ortiz and Andy Ruiz Jr. Oh, oh, oh yeah, uh, sure. Uh-huh. Jarrell Miller. Oh yeah. oh yeah, the greatest uh... heavyweights are in the U. Yeah, right. The, the, the <laughs> heavyweights from the U.S. suck. Uh, Deontay Wilder is the only guy, and he's he's not even a great boxer. He just got an eraser of a punch. You know what I'm saying? All the heavyweights that Tyson Fury needs to fight are not from the U.S. There we go. Let's get to the super chat, and then we're gonna go to Maestro's top five, and then I'm gonna ask my three brethren here whether they agree or disagree. With the top five. I got a top five list and then I've got a new list that I've come up with, Kenny. It's called woeful. the eye test list. It's woeful. <laughs> the eye test list. We're gonna get to that one too. So hold on, ladies and gentlemen. We got a super chat though. Michael Bufford, thank you so much for the super chat. He says Eddie Hearn opened up a restaurant two days before AJ versus Ruiz fight, and Ruiz decided to feast. Uh, and gain 30 pounds. This is why Eddie is the best promoter. <laughs> laughing out loud. Okay, we, uh, That's good. That's good. <laughs> I missed, uh, yeah, this is pretty good. I missed the call. So I'm going to try to bring the call back in. Let's see if they if we can get them on the line. It was an area code 646. I'm calling you back right now. I got caught up in the moment of the super chat. Let's see if you are available. Let's see. Hello, 646, you there? Hello, 646. Here we go. Let's get to the super chat. Sounds like he's, uh, something's going on there. Anyways, let's go to, uh, let's go to Maestro's top five. You know, and I need a little entry music for this. Hold on. Yeah. 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 Okay, top five time, ladies and gentlemen. Wrong uh, music, bro. Wrong music. Hold up, hold up, hold up. We got you. Should have you should have played the Benny Hill music. <laughs> Hello, uh, <laughs> six four six. You're back on live. You just interrupted the top five, but we'll get to you, and then we'll get back to the top five. What's good, six four six? I'm sorry, Kenny. I'm sorry, Amil Car. How you guys doing? I'm good. How are you? Can't complain. How's it Thank going, brother? Uh, you guys mentioned uh, Ike earlier. Uh, I love oh. that guy as a broadcaster. Oh, uh, you guys need to follow him. He's he's really good. He's a really good broadcaster. This is my man, Ike. 
From Saturday night, Ike works with NBC on the sports betting side of things. Is my man Ike, sports betting expert. How's it going, Ike? Well, after that weekend, not too good. Not uh, not good with the UFC picks, and then Joe Smith let me down. Couldn't you make it to the final bell? Oh my goodness! Did not hold it down for Strong Island, but he will reset. He will uh, recalibrate and, and get back to the the drawing board, but. Yeah, better be or Viterba, whatever his freaking name is. King Arthur, as you, you put on the, the, the YouTube post. Oh, I like yeah. that. King Arthur. Arthur. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, man, just, just happy to be connected with you. you guys do a phenomenal job. If I hear that bell ring one more time, I'm going to jump out of the window. <laughs> That's my favorite go-to, the bell. I dig the bell for the callers, for the super chats, and for every time – People make great points. And extra times when I make great points, I love dinging the bell. You know, like patting myself a great point. on my back, a la, a la Barry Horowitz. So, you, so, you are talented. You have the, the dulcet tones, the, the, the golden pipes, man. You, you are phenomenal. I really respect your talent. Uh, as you've learned, I'm, I'm coming from the MMA side. I Absolutely. feel like MMA and boxing, can, they can it could be a healthy marriage. I felt a little animosity during the Mac uh, Mayweather uh, conjunction, uh, but I, I'm a fan of boxing. Tyson Fury really swooped me in. You guys are talking about Fury with the the, the activity that's going on with him, but yeah, I'm a fan of the boxing scene. And I'm just learning from you guys, so I appreciate the, uh, the the information. I appreciate you, and that's Mr. Ike, courtesy of NBC. Again, on the sports betting side, Ike, I got to bring you back to go over some over-unders and those prop bets and everything else. So we'll have you back soon, brother. 100%. And if I could ask a, a crossover question, uh, you guys have 30 seconds? Go for me? it. Yeah, absolutely. Can we officially say that Bruce is better than Michael Buffer? No, never. What? <laughs> Bruce Buffer, are you kidding me? <laughs> Michael Buffett does nothing for me. He's just a sellout. He has that like he's got does the same track over and over and over again. I, I I'm not. Well, nah. Bruce has no Bruce. Bruce ain't got nothing. Over and over and over. Bruce is Bruce, Bruce, Bruce don't even got the voice. <laughs> Simo, it's UFC. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are getting my nipples hard. I'm loving it. <laughs> exactly. You see what Bruce does? Come on, man. I feel like Michael's just—he's sitting on a lazy boy when he's talking. <laughs> Bruce tore his ACL from jumping up and down. Yeah, that's that's some clown stuff when you tear, tear your ACL. Wow. Announce it. Oh man. No, but, you see this? I prefaced this with uh, uh, MMA and boxing coming together and already you guys a clown show shoot me down Michael is better wow okay I see how it is I might be a regular caller to convince no. you guys to yeah please do those three letters please M -M do and Ike I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna link up with you again because like I said we got to do some betting stuff why don't you let everybody know where they can find you at Ike Feldman on Twitter. Uh, I'm getting better at the, the Instagram, but you guys are killing it. I will call again next week. Appreciate that, Ike. Thank you so much. Later, boys. Absolutely. Later, man. That is my man, Ike Feldman. NBC Sports, ladies and gentlemen. Mano a mano. We doing it big time now. We getting an NBC up in here.
Now, as for Bruce Buffer and Michael Buffer, that that's a no contest. That that's like Joe Smith Jr. taking on Better Be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael just has the voice, you know. Yeah, uh, for the ladies, yep. man, like like, come on, man, the guy is the guy. For all the way back to wrestling to boxing, nah. Oh, he he have he that he that Burger King hype, you know. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the Impossible Burger. Hey, fry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyways, let's get let's get to it. My Astros top five. Yeah. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> top five. Survey says my top five. Alexander Usyk, number one. Number two. No, yeah. Anyway, number three. Arthur the King better be number four. Saul Canelo Alvarez and number five. Jermel Carlo. Now, I don't know. I, I think that that my brother Tony may have a, a name or two he'd like to be in there. I'm thinking Mr. Tony Ellerby might want, you know, an honorable <laughs> mention for Tank Davis, but that ain't going to happen. OTC, what do you think about Maestro's top five? Do you know what? I like her top five. I like her top five. I think, um, I think. Four out of the five, I could roll with. There you go. And I, I and and you know, there is justification to 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 put them in there. The only one that I'm a bit wary of is Baturbiev. For me, <sighs> and even you, eighteen KOs, eighteen I, fights, I, three I, I, light heavyweight champ. Eighteen <laughs> fights. Are you mad? Like yeah, that, that that's where we have a problem. Right. One division. In one division. He's one not even division. Okay, okay. Mad? If he beca- if he beats Bivol and becomes undisputed, he's on that list for me. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah, Tony. Let's see. Let me go. Let me go to Tony real quick so we can see Tony Tony's screen right there. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it solo layout. Tony says. Okay. Terrence Crawford, Canelo Alvarez, Naoya Inoue, Alexander Usyk. It's an O, though, not an A, but I got you. Number five, Errol Spence. Then Haney, Charlo, Taylor, Fury. Okay, it's okay. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ding the bell for that because it's, it's a decent list, except for that number 10. What the okay, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm Including Tank Davis at number 10. Come on now. I'm going to tell you something. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. On the basis of this weekend, yeah, Arthur Baturbia goes in at number ten. So he replaces Tank Davis. He replaces. Tank hey, Davis. okay, I gotta get. See, that's why Tony. That's why Tony is. But hang on a second. The sport. He he at least is removing Tank Davis because Tank but Davis has no business being on Tank that Davis list. Davis is still in the top ten. You know no, why? He's not. Oh, Tyson Bro, Fury I, I want to get on the payroll for PBC as well. Please Tyson let me know how you're doing. Retired. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's go. Let's go to KT. KT, what are your thoughts there? Maestro's top five. Um, I would say that Terrence Crawford has to move somewhere into the top five. Arthur Better be even in the way can be removed from the top five. Not because he's not great, not because they haven't accomplished enough, but Terrence Crawford was undisputed at 140 before he went up and grabbed another belt at 147. Neither Naoya or Better be. Uh, are undisputed in any way. Class. He's, undefe- he's undisputed right now. 
No, he's not. He's undisputed no, right he's now. Yes, he he's, is. Missing, he's missing that last bell from Paul Butler, guys. Yeah, yeah. so, so you think that <laughs> you think Paul Butler is the best in the division? You gonna say that? He's the greatest. He's the world's greatest. Oh. <laughs> hey, I don't think you can sing that, nice. that anymore. I don't think you can sing that anymore. Um, He's undisputed. You're right. You're right about that, though. You're right. In a way, it's undisputed. Better Beeb is not undisputed because he still has Bivol, who's got. You know, people can make an argument for better for Bivol being best. You cannot make that argument with Paul Butler. I don't even think you can make the argument that he's number five. It, it, in, it don't in, matter. It don't matter. It's, no. it's a chip that he doesn't have. So in a way, in a way, is 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 definitely under under un, uh, undisputed. But we'll get back. We'll get back to the list real quick, all right? Because right now we got Maestro's top 10. Eye test. Maestro's eyes don't lie. And they tell me that, no, yeah, in a way, is number one. But Turbiev is number two. Terrence Crawford, number three. Tyson Fury, number four. Boots Ennis. My eyes don't <laughs> lie. Boots. Going on. Boots is top five on the eye test. Then we got Shakur Stevenson. He's passing the eye test. Stephen Fulton Jr. Junto Nakatani. Ding the bell for Junto. Junto's passing the eye test. Connor Ben's passing the eye test. And so is Ryan Garcia. That's Where's Zurdo? Where's Zurdo? Was- oh, my God. <laughs> Man, I forgot to put Zurdo on the list. The, the only reason why I agree with this I gotta make an adjustment. I gotta agree with that. I, I, only reason that I, I disagree with that eye test list is because my eye test list doesn't have anybody with any accomplishments on it. If you have any accomplishments, then you're not on my eye test list. That's why okay. uh, uh, okay. that that is why uh, Jerron Boots Ennis is number one and flies the eye test with flying colors. He passes the eye test with flying colors because he ain't done shit, but he looks fucking amazing. What about Connor Ben? Does he pass the eye test? He definitely passes the eye test. He, he's he's looking better than the young Spence was looking out there. Knocking dudes out faster than the young Spence was doing out there. He's definitely passing the eye test. So based on your on your definition, on your you know methodology, you got to put Gilberto Zurdo Ramirez. He ain't done shit. He ain't beat nobody. Junieski <laughs> does not get him on the eye test list. Get out of here. But you just said Hello, it. Where's David? Benavides, bro. I mean, he's accomplished some things. Benavides accomplished some things. So he's he's got in the belt a few times. He doesn't have a belt. What about Andrade? I'm trying to think. Andrade should. I was thinking Andrade might want to make the eye test. By the way, I'm seeing my brother KG up in here. KG, half of the undefeated podcast, okay, where they also happen to host. Guess what? The breakdown, okay? It's the Undefeated Podcast. You all need to make sure you check that one out. That's my brother, KG. That's the Undefeated Podcast, and that's the logo. So make sure you check out the Undefeated. Thank you so much for your support, KG. Appreciate it. Uh, so, yeah, I'm seeing some names. that I should. I got to figure out a way to you see. Slat Tendencies, he's not just a member. He's not just a sub. He's also a very smart man. I got to figure out how to put... Morell Jr. onto this list. I got to do that. So this is going to have to be updated. And Wait, Vir- hold on. I just want to update it right now. Virgil Ortiz, I don't know. I don't uh, – he, 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 look, he looks like he should be, but I, I, I don't know. What happened in that last uh, – the, the fall through the last one kind of left – Maestro. Us. 
Yeah. Maestro. Go for it. Maestro. Yeah. I got to ask the question. Go for it. Where's my boy, Javante Tank? Nah, you don't you don't get you don't get credit for knocking out dudes out. Hang on. Huh? You just said he doesn't get credit for, for any of his belts. He doesn't get on your eye test list. Are you mad? You know what? Are you I caught it that does. I've been more impressed with with the eye test for Connor than I have with, with Tank, to be honest with you. You know? Connor doesn't even lose rounds, yo. How many, how many rounds did he lose against Algeria? He, he blasted Algeria up out of there, yo. Who but I get it. Algeria? I mean, he's better than anybody Tank's faced since... since Leo Santa Cruz? Mm. Leo Santa Cruz? Leo Santa Cruz? At 1.30, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. But yeah, we could, we got to... See... It, we got to figure out the methodology for the eye test because Kenny yeah. and me, we came with two different methodologies. To me, Naria Inouye is passing the eye test, even though he's proven. He's still passing it. But in Kenny's books, the eye test is more for guys who haven't proven themselves, but who look spectacular, like a Tank Davis. Right, Tony? Yeah, I like Kenny. Yeah, I got logic. him to say he has a like name. Kenny logic. Sense. <laughs> okay. You don't have a Lomachenko on your top ten in terms of eye test. He's accomplished though. Nah, well, I, think, I think that's a minus too. No, no, look, when I see Lomachenko fight, I gotta keep it real. Like, but Ter- better be is like more exciting than me. Inouye is more exciting than me. Terence Crawford's more exciting than me. Boots Ennis more exciting. Maybe Shakur no, but I don't know Shakur. Shakur's I don't know. We we got to work on Maestro's top ten, but for now I'm pretty happy with it. I'm pretty happy. We put we got Zordo up in there for Kenny. We did that. We did that. We put in Zordo in the top ten. Zordo on the eye test. You're gonna tell me the Turbiev is more exciting than Vasily Lomachenko. But Turbiev is way more exciting. Did you? Did, what did you not see? <laughs> I rather watch Batavia. I rather. Come on, <laughs> you not like knockouts, OTC? Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, I, no, I'm, I'm a fan of knockouts, but give me, give me nine, give me ten rounds of Lomachenko, and I'll be sun. I'll be sun. I'll be sitting there, like glorifying over the Matrix. Him going all across the ring. <laughs> Joe Joyce. <laughs> I, I think Joe Joyce is a great one for the eye test list. He beat Dubois. He, he beat Dubois. He's un, he's unaccomplished. I think Joe Joyce is a great one for the eye test. Joe Joyce is slow. I know you I know it's eye test, but I, maybe he's made up YouTube videos or something. Maybe, maybe that kind of eye test, but in real time, nah, he's slow. He's slow as hell and stiff as well. Nah, nah. Well, so, so give me some eye test guys then off the canvas. For me, I've got a powerful palace. I don't have a, a an eye test necessarily. Well, that's what we're working on right now. We're working on the eye test. All right, all right. For me, my top three: Inoue, Lomachenko, mm-hmm. and Terence Crawford. All right, that's a good list. Terrence because your eye, your eyes are telling you that this dude Crawford about to destroy Errol Spence. That's what your eyes say, right? Absolutely. And can I'm, I'm not destroyed, but it's going to be a tough fight. Yeah. What do your eyes tell you about Jerron Boots Ennis? What do they tell you about him? 
the kid has all the tools in the bag needed to be uh like one of these legendary great champions if he could bring it all together and, and actually can hold that level of skill and ability against top level opposition that's what it tells me boots could be the top dog but he ain't fought nobody so he's just an eye test character at this moment so kg's asking me where canelo is i got canelo top four kg in terms of my top five accomplishment Accomplishment Canelo's top five. In, in fact, he's top four, right? I think I think that's unfair. I, agree. I have him in my top two. Well, the I, thing I, is, I agree as well. He, he's, not, he, he's not. He's not. Maestro likes knockouts, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Maestro likes knockouts, and I gotta give. I gotta give the knockout weight over to to Nioria and and better be. You know, yeah. You so got, why is you sick at the top if you like knockouts? Because he he's that one in how long? Yeah, but but he's he moved up in weight though. It's a little bit different. It's a little bit when different. Was his last knockout? Don't matter. He fought Chisora and he fought he fought he pretty much did knock out AJ. He almost had him out of there. No, Give him no, some no, 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 no. Some credit. But 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 it's not all knockouts, okay? It's also a list of accomplishments, and he was undisputed at one sorry at two hundred pounds, and then moved up to heavyweight and now has three of the four quote-unquote major titles so there's accomplishment but yeah. if you're a little bit lower in the accomplishment area you can make up for it on maestro's list with knockouts which is why better beeb is there 18 and 0 18 knockouts three-time light heavyweight champion undefeated let's go crazy do you know let's what's crazy <laughs> Stephen Fulton Jr. How the hell is he on your account? Nah, I, nah, nah. What? I love, I love Stephen Fulton. Are he's you, a, you kidding he's me? a great eye test, but he ain't no. accomplished. He's not an eye test, dude. Stephen Honorable Fulton is that guy. Honorable Stephen Fulton is that dude. Honorable mention. And by the way, how is he not on the accomplishment? He's a unified uh, champion so at 122. Man, so is that Mabedov, who's fighting tomorrow. Yeah, uh, but, but... On Saturday. This is true, they but... They both have two belts in the Super Bantamweight division. Who's they both, the fighter? They both have two belts, but Roman, you could, had a very close fight with him, and Stephen Fulton Jr. wiped out Roman. Let's keep it real, Tony. Mm. Akhmadaliev, he, he didn't look that great against Roman. Stephen Fulton Jr. looked spectacular against Roman, so... that That's why he... But I agree with you. I mean, don't forget, I put him as an honorable mention. Okay, I didn't have him on the list, so he's not top five. He's not honorable mention. See, the, the problem is Tony just doesn't like the fact that I have Terrence Crawford as an honorable mention. That's why it's he's crazy. It's it. ridiculous. Why is Aiden on the list? Do you, you know, know what? You know, you know, KG has a button for this. It's a disgrace. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's an absolute disgrace. Now, in terms of, you know what? I, I'm not, I'm not against your top five list. I'll give you my one. Yeah. I've got a top ten actually, but okay, go for it. Give me the top. Give me the top five or the top ten, fam. This is before Paterbia weekend. Maybe Paterbia slots in at number ten. That uh, that that's up for debate. But mm-hmm. I had Biv Bivol at number ten, Haley at number nine. Okay. I had Spence at number eight. I okay. had Lomachenko at number seven. That's my first disagreement. I had Charlo at number six. Jermel. Jermel Charlo. I had Josh Taylor at number five. I had Inuit at four, I had Crawford at three, and I had Canelo in two, and Alexander Usyk in at number one. Wow! But that's how I have it. I I think it's a bit it's a bit of a 
a safe cut. It's a, it's very difficult because you can't have one set of metrics. You can't say accomplishments and belts of what you achieved, and you can't necessarily say resume because where does Triple G go on the list? Where does Estrada go on the list? Where does off the list, off the oh, list. They don't belong on the list. Oh, they're not on the list. Definitely not Triple G. Because at the that, end of the day, it. if Triple G was the man, like a lot of people try to make out that he is, he'd be he'd be putting away dudes the way Baturbiev's been doing it. But he didn't. So, you know. It, and it, I also, do you know what, Masha? I also value hmm. going up with weight classes. And if you've just been, you know, chilling at your weight class in the comfort zone, that doesn't really show how you overcome adversity. How does Baturbiev do at cruiserweight? Well, well, here, here's the here's the thing though. I I don't really care about weight jumping once you get 168 and above. The reason being, the gaps between the weights start to get really big, right? Okay. You look you look at the gap between 147 to 154 to 160 to 168 you know th these are weights that you can kind of move up even more so as you get lower once you get to 175 i mean the next weight class is 25 pounds away so i'm not gonna knock better be for not moving up 25 pounds yo look man mauricio suleiman should have made that bridger weight in between light heavyweight and cruiserweight not not yeah. above cruiserweight that would have made more sense that would have gave something in between that's like maybe 10 or 12 or 13 pounds up somewhere in the middle yeah and i think that's something that people would have been way more into watching and understanding instead of bridger weight being like what is it 200 to like 210 or something like like some nonsense like that yeah i mean yeah. I, I i cannot fault a guy like better Beeb for not moving up to cruiserweight and then the heavyweight matter of fact you know, maestro management says he needs to stay put at 175 and just go after the all-time title defenses. He doesn't need to be moving up in weight. He's not even a tall, light heavyweight. Why should he move up to 200 pounds? That's 25 pounds north. Hey, if he could fight, if he could fight Usyk at the heavyweight like they fought in the amateurs, I'd 100% go all 35, 45 pounds up and beat Usyk's ass and become and then go right back down in weight. Because yo, I'm telling you. You put two more rounds in that amateur fight that Usyk and Better Beef had, and Better Beef would have knocked Usyk the fuck out. He almost knocked him out in the third round, but that was the last round. Mm. I'm telling you. You're talking about the, you're talking about the 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 amateurs. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Lennox was best. I'd have Canelo at number one. Sorry, uh, Usyk at number two. Slide tendency says five, Fury four, Fury three, Fury two, Fury one, Fury pound for pound. <laughs> Super chat. I had to ding the bell for that one. I had to ding the bell. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I want to give everyone a shout out. Okay, my brother OTC, thank you for joining us very, very much. OTCB, off the canvas, boxing. Let everybody know where they could find you. That's the channel. Where else can they find you? Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Yeah, Instagram, off the canvas boxing. Twitter, OTC boxing one. If you just type in OTC boxing, you're definitely going to find it. Um, much love for all the support as well. I know a couple of people here. Sly, um, Northbound Brenner, a couple of men here. KG, much love for the support. Support Maestro A boxing. 
and Kenny as well. And tune in tomorrow to watch the breakdown with basically Kid. I don't know if Tony's going to be on it, but Tony's on it every single week. So that's, that's the main thing. And you can catch on the Undefeated channel, okay, where the main show is hosted by KG, the comedian, and Travis J. They got a podcast. They got the breakdown. And then they got Monday Night Smoke. And you talk, you look at Mr. Monday Night Smoke right here, Mr. Black Smoke himself. My you ass. know what, Maestro? I can't lie. The streets are not agreeing with you when you say that. They call the TC. Well, the, the problem, OTC, is I don't disagree with you enough to have a good debate. That's the thing. Anything the you say, <laughs> I agree with you. Right? I mean, because the other thing, too, is if somebody can make a logical argument that makes sense, like even if I don't dis even if I don't agree, I can still kind of agree because the argument makes sense. Right. Yeah. A lot of the guys you take on on on. On Monday Night Smoke, I mean, the logic is incoherent. It's all over the place, and it's the same with me. But I know I know the streets want to see OTC and Maestro, but we're not ready for that yet because we don't we're disagree enough. So until then, it's going to be optional defense after optional defense. <laughs> of the heavyweight title, OTC is going to defend that Bridger weight crown over there on the, on the repeated podcast. We'll keep it moving. Keep it moving. <laughs> And then, and then we got Tony. You can catch him on the breakdown. Thank you so much for joining us, Tony. I appreciate it. All right. Love love the work, guys. Uh, also, big shout, Kenny, the on the table. Um, I'm loving that stuff. Uh, really Thank a big you, fan of uh, the visualizer stuff that you've done. It's, it's, it's keeping, me, keeping me sweet in the daytime, bro. There you go. In the background, it's like, yeah. (laughs) There you go. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for listening and tuning in. Definitely share that to your friends. Help me grow out here. All on the table, available on all streaming platforms. Off the canvas, thank you so much for joining us. I'll see you later. And uh, same to you too as well, Tony. You take care. Thank you for joining us. Okay, guys. Take care. Take care. See you guys soon. Thank you for all the support. Absolutely. So this was another episode of mano a mano it was a monday we did our thing kenny any last words brother nah man thank you all for tuning in thank you for the love continue supporting us you know we, we show love out there too check out all on the table like maestro said on all streaming platforms and i just send the link up to my channel in the chat let's show love support let's continue growing yeah yeah absolutely thank you everybody we up out of here take care say i i i hear you be i hear you be Alright, you know what I'm saying? Alright, 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 hey, 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 nigga Pete though. If you SBA pay, you call me Young Repo, Old Debo. You can rapidly move your feet so, but nigga, what's graphics to a cheat code? You know that Garrett ain't for the hood. Turn your cheetah into Cheetos. Flaming, nigga, think he banging. I make you take your chain out of places you should tuck your chain in. Below, you can get it back if you pay him. I make you sniff a wheel if you ever think about Jaden. Quit the parading, lighten up like Raiden. Act your age, stop acting like you Asian. Talking like a shaman, make this trip short like a ride around the Caymans. All that shit you saying, this nigga acting like he was balling out in Chrome Hearts. Came out with a bag smaller than some phone parts. Fuck out of here.